in the comments under this Giannis interview, uh, someone said, awkward interviews are the best. NBA players trying to deal with these reporters. Ha ha ha. And this is one that Kawhi has. And the, the title of this video is Kawhi Leonard gets upset after reporter asks him only one question. <laughs> Send it over to Ron Golden Wooding. Oh, this is after the Phil oh, game one of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, my teammates have confidence in me. I work on those shots every day. And, you know, it just went down tonight. I was able to knock it down. All right, thank you, Kawhi. We've got to go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he was not trying to... You're like, hey, shit. I'll get, off, I'll get off the... Let off the... Whoa. What am I trying to say? Let off the hook? That man was not trying to answer questions. Is what <laughs> basically what I'm saying. That's so funny. Typical Kawhi. Oh Kawhi. Oh Kawhi. Me when Kawhi makes a shot. Oh Kawhi. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Oh my gosh. Alrighty. Well, we're oh, back. We're, we're back with the sporty three. Well, well actually. It's just sporty sex. Yeah. Yep. Do <laughs> you be posting these to YouTube anymore? Or just like the... What I've, what I've started to do, breaking news now for the podcast listeners out there, is we also be posting on YouTube. We be posting on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And uh, what I've started to put in, this, in the descriptions of every... Uh, Thing that we post on youtube now is that i cannot post the new the video podcasts with the remastered audio because the software that i use just cannot it just can't can't do that with like two hour long podcasts not capable i just i i don't know what can it's maybe dna joby is out unfortunately um this week joby's on the ir yep. he will be back soon we've we've subbed him out and uh we brought in matthew um and so the thing yeah we we just be busy sometimes you know uh we're 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 all working class men so we uh we aren't able to do everything we want to do sometimes and which is why some of these podcasts are coming out a little bit late so we appreciate all of your uh all patience. of your patience yes exactly all of your patience and your dedicated um uh listening your your tutelage your viewage i don't even know what tutelage, tutelage. Means. i don't even know what that means i think that has to do with like I think that has to do with like college or something, or like I don't. Sorry, I'm gonna be coughing a lot this episode. No, you're a good dog. I'll I'll edit it out. Um, I'll try to like do it over here in the corner. Bet you're gonna like you're gonna like walk in this corner like later, and it's just gonna be like radioactive. Yeah, with all my pop, (laughs) there's gonna be like mold growing on the walls. I mean, I'm gonna cover my mouth, but no, yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. I don't think there were. There's actually gonna be mold growing out of these walls, but uh, there might be. Well, hopefully not. Um, That'd be kind of long. It would be. 
almost as wild as the NBA has this oh, week. Oh, baby. Which Should is... we talk about the in-season tournament? That's kind of what's been popping recently. We absolutely should. Um, but before that, I know I just made a cool little segue. Uh, last week, we talked about how Shaq Leonard was expected to make a decision. He cleared waivers, and he ended up signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. He did. I think it was in between them and the Cowboys, which mm-hmm. is crazy, two divisional rivals. And the fact that he chose the Eagles with the better record, that man's ring chasing. What can I say? I mean, he deserves it, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean... Being stuck on that Colts team for so long, I can only imagine wanting to sign with the team that has the best record in the league. And he might actually be uh, putting in some work with them because uh, I don't think beyond that defensive line, Philly's defense is very good. Um, And we'll get into that a little bit more later, uh, you know, considering how that game went. Um... But yeah, the in-season tournament has been popping off. It's been, uh, the, the, I thought this in-season tournament thing was going to be kind of lame, low-key, and we kind of disparaged it a little bit. Y'all, yeah, I will say, y'all, you and Joey were kind of like a little like, yeah, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, it's actually led to some of the better games of the, of the year. Yeah, I mean, the semifinals were amazing. The Pacers against the Bucks, and then the your Lakers, of course. My my Lakers. Um, beating the Pelicans, who... The Pelicans that game just, like, did not look like themselves. I had mentioned that they were playing better basketball than what their record showed. Yeah. Uh, they just, like, were not hustling at all against the Lakers the other day. Um, and then even, like, Zion, like, in post-game interviews came out and was like, yeah, like, I need to, like, hustle more. Like, the energy, like, mm, what did he say? He was, like, the energy, like, the ball, like, energy, what am I trying to say? You know. But like they just did not be, they just did not play with any like energy or they, any. Like they were motivation. just like jogging on the court, like and like when by the time it was like a twenty point game, like they just like everyone on that team had checked out basically, which is and crazy because that was like that was like in the third quarter. Yeah, like there was definitely plenty of time, but I don't know. The Lakers just absolutely stomped them. Yeah. Um. We should talk about that. Well, I guess while we're talking about this Lakers game, I I was for many for for the other 29 teams in the league. I'm sure that that game was not really that entertaining to watch, but me, <laughs> I was living my best life watching that game. It was bro. a very hard watch for me. I won't I won't lie. Like Yeah, I mean I I mean it's it was like a 40 point blowout. Like, yeah, it's just like the lack of effort from the Pelicans that game and then like for Zion to like say like oh yeah, it's on me like I need to come out more aggressive. And then like a report earlier today came out and was saying that like Zion hasn't been like following his um 
hasn't been following like his like training regimen and like he just like doesn't listen like i think that was a quote like he hasn't been listening to like his dietitian basically mm. um and it's just like man like if he were just in a little better shape like i know what zone can be like there's been this uh like compilation video of like Zion highlights from him in college mm. of like him just doing crazy stuff. And I remember when he first was getting drafted or like when he first entered the draft, I thought he was going to be one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, at, he has that like athletic potential. He has like, that potential. Like it's in him. He's only 23 years old. Like it's not too yeah. far gone. I see people saying that he's just, like, doesn't love the game anymore. Mm. Or just because, like, he's not... He's, like, not even in a bad situation. Like, the Pelicans are a good team. And I don't know. It's just, like, he just doesn't seem, like, mentally checked in. And I don't know mm. if that's because of coaching or of teammates. I don't know. Um, But, I mean, all credit to the Lakers, man. Like, LeBron... Bro, I don't know if this man is gonna ever retire the way he's playing, bro. Like, dude, it's so crazy. He, he was the fastest player to reach thirty points or something like that. Oh, it was like thirty points, five rebounds, and like five assists in like twenty five. Not or, or he like logged twenty two minutes in this game. What? So it was like, and it was before that. He he ended the game with thirty five and eight. And he was 75% from the field, bro. Like, what is that? What is... He was perfect from the three-point line. Like, what are we... Like, hello. Oh, my like, God. Though, when he made those three threes in a row, like, I was going crazy, bro. And he, like, pulled up from the logo. Bro, I I damn near shit myself. He's... I was like, I can't believe this man is about to turn 39 next week. <laughs> like, this man is 39, basically. Still... He's par- 40. <laughs> He's a 40-year-old. He's four- This man is 40 years old carrying his team still like what i it's it's honestly insane and like it's it's money every time he drives to the rim he can make like any he can manipulate the ball any way he needs to from whatever position to like put it into the basket it's just like mind-boggling things it's just like you can tell how much ball this man has played because he just, like, knows, like, you hear stories about, like, like, Luca like, a couple years ago was like, yeah, this basket is not right. And then the, like, they were like, oh, shit, like, it's not right. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's like, he missed one shot and he was like, yeah, the rim's off. And then they measured it and it was like, yeah, it's off. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like things like that, that you can only get from being, like, one of the best in the game and so i feel like lebron has like logged that type of he he literally has like like forty thousand minutes fifty thousand minutes yeah, what, yeah. what did he the uh, most the most minutes in NBA most history. minutes played yeah so like his at this point in his career like i mean he's still very athletic like he gets up and down the court very fast for his yeah. age and i mean granted to him he spends lots of money on like recovery and like nutrition and like preparing his body for each season as he should honestly absolutely and and um, he looks he looks like amazing yeah like, he, he looks great like this man has not aged i mean but like man like i just don't see him like like 
the fact that he has not regressed at all in his career and it's like almost like he's almost gotten better in a sense yeah like, like he plays with such a high iq he gets his teammates involved he's always making the right plays like this man could probably play until he's 45. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either because I know he's, like, expressed interest in playing with his son. Maybe both sons? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, Man, he, yeah. It is, like, truly spectacular, like, what we see when LeBron plays. And I make sure I never want to take it for granted because I know when he retires, it's just not going to be the same. Yeah. Like, with guys like him or, like, even Steph. Um, like, when they retire, like, the league is definitely not going to be the same at all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they absolutely destroyed um, the Pelicans. And they were the favorites to win, of course, as well. They were a minus 129 to win. Um, and, man... That they beat the fucking brakes off of them. Yeah. The the previous in-season tournament game where we faced the Suns, also got to talk about that. That shit was insane. I don't think I caught that one. Bro, it was so good. It was so good. I streamed it, and um the I only got to really catch the second the second half, but it was very it was a very close game the entire way. Mm-hmm. And um we we finally like got up also also in that game lebron had 31 he had 31 8 and 11 in this game five steals <laughs> god see it's just like high iq stuff like that like i'm sure he like he was just getting in pass lanes and like his hands were active like yeah it's just like stuff you can't teach honestly like it's just yeah. like just being around for so long and just making the right plays at all times it's insane. The The one thing I want to bring up from that game is the Austin Reeves, like, a deep three to, like, seal the game, essentially. I was up and out of my seat <laughs> when that happened, dog. Like, I think it was, like, a... I think it was, like, a... a um, I think it was a one-point game at that point. And it was, like, maybe, like, 20 or so seconds left in the game. And Austin Reeves just puts up this crazy shot... And he didn't really have a great first half. And what I said on the stream was, I know, I know Austin Reeves is going to heat up in the second half. And he ends up draining the shot to put us up by two possessions with like not a lot of time left. And it was, oh, with, with 15 seconds left, Austin Reeves puts up a shot to put us up by four points. It was, it was insane stuff. Damn. It was insane stuff. Lakers are up, baby. We're so up, dude. We're so um, up. And they will be playing the Pacers tomorrow night for the in-season tournament champ. Ooh. In-season tournament championship. Um, and we got to talk about the Pacers, man, because we do, bro. Tyrese Halliburton has been on one. He's insane. I finally caught up and did my research. <laughs> On this Pacers team, bro, oh, and man. my god, I've never seen anything like it. They got a bunch of dudes on that team that I really like. They got Tyrese, they got Buddy Heald, who's a OU uh, alumni. Hell yeah. Um, they got uh, Benedict Mathern, who I was very high on last season. Yep. Um, Bruce Brown, champion pedigree player, oh, was on the Nuggets last year. 
um, coached by Rick Carlisle, like one of the greatest like offensive minds in the NBA right now. Any team coached by Rick Carlisle is going to be a top five offensive rated team. Um, they just play very fast and like their defense isn't that great it's it's not um, aren't they like bottom five in the league or something like that i have no idea but i mean like how many i mean how many point i mean 119 is is not like that much in the grand scheme of things but i mean like watching this game there was no defense to be had in this game. It, yeah. it, it really felt like an exhibition match watching like the Pacers put up a bunch of threes and then like like Dame shooting threes and just like Giannis being able to do whatever he wants, which is just like, you know, yeah. the Bucks this season. But um and like the the path the Pacers had a the that they took to get to the championship or the in-season tournament championship, rather. Yeah. Uh, like, they beat the Celtics in the semifinal or the, what is that, the quarterfinals? Um, let me and then they here. beat the Bucks, who were the favorites to win. And just like, man, and Tyrese hit that three to put them up uh, with, like, less than 10 seconds left, I think. And then he hit the Dame Time celebration. He said, <laughs> I know what time it is. That's so funny. And it's just like, man, like he really has it in. Like he like he is the Batman. He needs a Robin now. Like yeah. he needs and like the there was a Woj uh report that came out today saying that the Pacers are interested in like a defensive wing player. Okay. Uh, I saw people mentioning, like, OG Onobi. Okay. Or, um, I think, like, Mikel Bridges would be fine. Oh, shit. But he just got traded to the Nets last year, so I'm like, mm. I don't know. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, get, yeah, get some defensive, like-minded players on this team. He could be, like, top five to win the championship like i'm not even lying like you already have a championship like you already have a coach who's won a championship yeah you have someone on the team who's won a championship and you have this like point guard who's just like having the craziest breakout season his assist to turnover ratio is insane tyrese halliburton is averaging like 13 assists this year I'm sure he's averaging less than, like, one turnover. He might be averaging, like, a turnover a game, if that. But, well, like, who cares? Who cares? Like, this man is hooping, bro. Like He had, he had 15 in this game alone. 15 assists. Yeah, 15 yeah. and 27 points. And like, I, don't, I don't think he had a single turnover. It's just crazy. He like, did not. Like, man. It's just, I don't know. And... I love his game so much, man. It's it's so it's so sick. Point guards are so up right now. Like <laughs> the point guard room in the NBA right now is loaded, man. Like yeah, we got guys like Hallie, Luca, Shea, um, Kurt, Steph. Like we got um Donovan Mitchell. We got man. Like there is so many people or so many guards rather in the yeah. league, and. That's just kind of, like, where, like, the future of the league is heading, where it's just, like, these guys who just all have guard skill sets, 
but yeah. hey, it's fun to watch, so I can't really complain. Um, but yeah, the Pacers beat the Celtics, and then they beat the Bucks, and they will be playing the Lakers. Um, I'm assuming you have the Lakers beating the Pacers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like what am I what else am I gonna say? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh I think we got a better defense than then. Y'all um, were I mean, y'all held the the Pelicans to like under a hundred. Yeah, like but they also like checked out of the game like hella early. Yeah. But like I think that I think obviously I I think that they're probably still gonna cook us. Like I don't think that there's any any way about that y'all will have to match their pace that's the thing like they're going to yeah. play fast oh yeah like and no i gotta mention this tyrese halliburton and obi toppin are like that is like the perfect match bro like obi is like he should be so thankful he got traded to the pacers <laughs> or got signed to the pacers like him being just like uh like an athletic like rim runner big mm. it's just like that's perfect for him that's and I like his situation in uh, Indiana way better than I liked it in New York. Yeah, because he get he has someone who can like get him the ball and like an offensive system that knows how to use him. Yeah. Um, and the Pacers also got guys like Aaron uh, Aaron Neesmith. He's like probably one of their better defenders. Um, he was putting clamps on some of the Bucks players. Um, he's got a bunch of dudes over there, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the championship Saturday, it's going to be crazy. I don't know if I'll be able to catch it, but I will be watching highlights. I will also be at work, I think. And so I'm, I'm hoping that, what time does this game start? Probably like seven or eight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to make it for this game, man. Cause, cause sometimes the LA games be happening at nine where we're at. So, that's literally right when I get off of work. They're in Vegas. They're in Vegas, which is that's also like what. That's Coast, why the Pels didn't do good. And one of the, and one of like the post game press conferences. Or like pregame press conferences, they were like asking Bi and Zion like, um, like what are y'all gonna do like once y'all win? And then like they just started giggling like you know oh, those guys were yeah. partying, bro. Like yeah, they did not care about this in season tournament. They just wanted to go to gamble and have fun. Like they they were not worried about hooping at all, bro. Yeah. Um. Not saying that if they were focused, they would have beat the Lakers anyway, but... I don't think anyone could have beaten the Lakers that night. They were just on one. Like, what was y'all's efficiency that game? Because, like, y'all... Torian Prince had a crazy game. He did, bro. He Was he perfect from the from the three-point line? Like, he might have been. Like, five, or five, five out of five or six of six. I think he ended the game with 15 points. So, he, I think... Because literally every time I saw that man put up a shot, it went in, and I was like, holy shit. I, I could not believe it. I was I I was also going crazy. Let's see. Oh no, he was he was five for eight from three, which is sixty two point five percent. Hey, that is well above league average. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I it was it was you know. 
I, I could not believe this was my life. We were 54.7 from the field that game. 48 from three. That's pretty um, fucking good. Yeah, that's, that's just about as good as we've done this this year i think this is our one of our best offensive performances we've had and um it was just because let's see we had one two three four five six guys in double digits um ad had 16 points 15 rebounds five assists two steals and two blocks so like i mean ad was certainly made his presence known in that game um and so yeah basically just like everyone everyone put in work in that game and it was it was a beautiful sight to see for lakers fans for 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 <laughs> lakers fans yeah sorry to anyone else who was watching that game because i know i totally forgot that like seeing blowouts <laughs> are not fun yeah Unless, it's like unless you are a fan of that team yeah yeah of course i mean i was still watching the game regardless of the blowout just because I love hoops in general, but man, like it was just very tough to watch. Like yeah. I was like, I just felt bad for the Pogans because I was like, I know what this team can be. And like they lead the league in a bunch of the hustle stats, like ball deflections and like offensive boards and like um like um second chance points and stuff like that. And, like, leading all these categories, like, under, like, these, like, hustle stats or whatever. Right, yeah. And then, like, that just did not show at all against the Lakers. Like, there was no hustle at all from them. Um, so, just very unfortunate. Would have liked to see them put up a, uh, a, more of a fight, but. Yeah. Hey. At least we'll get a good match manana with the Lakers and Pacers. Um... Real quick, I just want to mention that Zach Levine is out three to four weeks. Mm. And there was a Shams report, or he was, like, talking about it this morning. And he was, like, he, like, coincidentally comes back when free agents that signed last year are trade eligible. And he mentioned the Lakers. He was saying that, like, D'Lo and Rui are trade eligible around the time that Zach Levine comes back from injury. And so, like, he's just basically, like, implying that, like, the Lakers might make a move for Zach Levine. Which I will say I don't really like for the Lakers. I don't want to see uh, it. Like, I don't want to see it. I, I wouldn't hate it for the Bulls. Like, getting D'Lo and Rui? That, I mean, not bad. I love maybe, those players. Maybe, like, draft capital? Like, that's just the start of your rebuild right there. Um... But yeah, it's just not what the Lakers need right now, honestly. Yeah, like, we have so many, like, great role players. And, like, the thing that everyone was saying after the Russ thing was, like, yo, why did we trade for a third star? The, the reason we won the championship is because we had, like, really solid role players around AD and LeBron. And yeah. that just seems like the winning formula. And so, like... And it is. It and has always been the winning formula. Especially after we did that very thing and made it to the Western Conference Finals. And this year, well, let me pull up the standings. I'm pretty sure we're fourth in the league, right? Or fourth in the West right now. The only exception where you can have three stars on a team was the... Was it the 2017 Golden State Warriors with Steph, KD, and Clay? Yes. That's the only exception. 
I mean, and also the the heels. The who? The heels. The heels. 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 Isn't that what they call the LeBron, Wade, and Bosch? Oh, I have no idea. Oh well, I just said that because I thought they that was like what they called. I don't, I don't, I don't I, know what the heels are to be honest with you. Yeah, I guess that was like a big three. I'd view Chris Bosch more of like a role, more like a higher tier role guy. But I, I mean, then then what's Clay then? I mean, at the time he was like kind. Of, yeah, I I mean like I I, I mean I don't now, hate Clay, Clay is very disgruntled now. But no, like, yeah, I mean I don't and I don't I don't hate Clay by any means, but I mean I feel like I I mean I know he was putting up numbers and he was really good at shooting the three point, but calling him a third star in the same breath as Katie and Steph. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. But I mean, like that team is was very good but also i was i don't know i i think i was talking about this on the stream too oh yeah because we were facing the suns um i was talking about how like basically anywhere katie has gone he's always benefited from having that second star that drew away like the defensive attention and he's just able to hit like open shots and people are calling him like one of the greatest scores of all time I I was on my I was on my KD hate train this watching this team but I um I don't know and then I was like it's just so crazy that KD joins the the 73 72 win Warriors team and then loses to LeBron like <laughs> KD is KD is not a serious player um, no I mean he is I I'll I'm not going to continue disparaging this man but like it's just like I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't think of KD in like a positive light <laughs> at all. After like, I don't know, man. Like, no. After the Warriors stuff, I definitely like had less respect for KD because I liked him when he was on the Thunder when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, bars. He he's a hooper, bro. I mean, he, he still is, but it's just like, especially after like, I don't, I don't know. KD's KD's career is is one that is rife with with not good things i think <laughs> um i kind of um... want to go into some of these other uh some of the other performances throughout the week yeah um, crazy stuff has been going on um daddy luca is unstoppable <laughs> daddy plus headband luca and I'm not just calling him daddy because, like, he's daddy. I'm calling him daddy because he just had a daughter. Um, but he, against the Jazz the other night, had a triple-double at halftime. Almost a 30-point triple-double at halftime. Like, to start the game, he had made, like, four threes in, like, five minutes, bro. Like, this That's was, like, crazy. like the one of the craziest starts to a game I had ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. And it <laughs> was. It was, for sure. Um, he didn't even end up playing this whole game and still dropped 40, 10, and 11. Like, I think he only ended up playing, like, playing, like, 32 minutes or so. Or maybe, like, less than that. I don't know. But it was against the Jazz, nonetheless. But still very impressive stuff. And then, like, the game before that, 
don't remember who they played, but I think he also had 40 in that game. Damn. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned that as well. Uh, I just said Luka Magic, 41. Luka's third game of the season with 40. And so that means that uh, that other performance must have been his fourth uh, 40-game performance. Oh, yeah. Unless he had a 40-point game in between that. But, uh, I mean, Luka Magic is real and alive as it has ever been. Um, and it's really just qu- quite the treasure watching this man play basketball. Because it's not like... And, like, one thing that I've also noticed is... And I'm not the only one. This is not unique analysis or anything. But Luka does look like he's in way better shape and he plays like it and like the energy and pace that he plays with and that the team plays with it's just so much fun to watch like seeing Luca seeing Kyrie uh seeing Timmy Derek Lively has been such an amazing addition like was it I don't remember what game it was but what was the game where they just kept like spamming like pick and rolls to Derek Lively and it just worked every single game <laughs> you know that's, that's what Luca needed um no the game before he dropped 40 on the Jazz was the Thunder game and that's the game I was at when they did the oh. when they had the 30 and 0 run they lost this game the man when I tell you the this is like the craziest I've ever gone at a at a Mavericks game like yeah, you were at a game in person. Yeah, oh, the first game I went to this whole season. So it was long overdue, but it was a very good game. Uh, every time uh, Josh Giddy had the ball in his hands, everyone booed. It was beautiful. That's so fucking fun. Um, but yeah, like it was just like looking grim at halftime. I was with my buddy, and he was like, uh, if it's still like a 20 point, it was like the end of the third. He was like, if it's still a 20 plus point game halfway through the fourth, do you want to leave? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And the fourth starts and like the maps are like starting to like score and like the thunder aren't. I'm like, okay, like we're kind of in this. And then like, next thing I know was like, everyone is hitting every shot. And like, Lucas is getting everyone like involved. Like, I just, like, everyone starts going crazy, and, like, I start getting out of my seat, like, after every made shot, or, like, even, like, before it goes in, like, I'm getting out of my seat, and then it goes in, I'm like, fuck, yeah, like, um, but, man, and then, like, it was a Luca lob to Lively that ended up putting, like, either tying the game or putting them up. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, everyone just went crazy after that. 30-0 and 0 run. That had never happened in the Mavs history. Before that, the largest run was 28-0 to zero run. The Mavs still lose. And what killed them this game was missed free throws in the first half. Mm-hmm. I remember... Oh, and the Thunder also were just unconscious from three this game. They were 20, for, 20 out of 44 made threes, which is 45%. Um... And then the Mavs free throws, uh, they shot 65% from the free throw line, 23 out of 35. Oh, if they would have just made a 10 more, of, not even 10, the game ended up 126 to 120. If they would have just made five more of their free throws, like it would have been a different situation at the end of the game. But right. they should have made like, eight more of those like they should have made at least like 
28 to 30 out of those 35 free throws. Like, 65% free throw shooting for a professional basketball team, that's just unacceptable. Yeah. Um, you can't win games like that. And, yeah, and then their three-point shooting, they shot 52 three this, 52 threes this game and made 19, which is 36%, which is, like, that's, like, league average probably. But yeah, it was still a very great experience. I had an amazing time. Um, it was fun heckling Thunder fans after the game. Um, and they were saying scoreboard. I was like, you have a child predator on your team. Like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, um, but yeah, it was an amazing time. Would have loved the maps to get a dub. But yeah, that was a very fun experience. Hell yeah. And I will be going to more games. Hell yeah. I really want to catch a Mavs-Lakers game sometime. Yeah, the that tickets would be to that are crazy expensive, though. I've looked up tickets to that game. What, do you know how much it is off the top of your head? Probably like 200 for like nosebleeds, bro. God damn, bro. <laughs> That's what uh, watching Luca, LeBron, and Kyrie will get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of LeBron... Not really, actually, but speaking of the Lakers, um, the last time we talked about hoops, it was, or at least about the Lakers, um, it was fresh off of that 76ers blowout, and uh, that sucked, but then the next game that um, that the Lakers played was against the uh, Detroit Pistons, who are a very bad basketball team. Still have not won a game since like their three-game win streak at the beginning of the season. They are currently on a 19-game win streak. 19-game win streak. 19-game win streak. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our ASMR segment. Yes. Um, Yes, yes. The... Their their record is two and twenty right now. Does that like happen? They've only won two games. They've only won two games. Other than like the trust the process Sixers, like nah, not really. I mean the Wizards are like right there with them though for like they're three and eighteen, and that's like a real basketball team. That's like that's like a team with real like hoopers. Like not saying like the Pistons don't have real hoopers, but like. The Detroit win percentage is below 1% right now. That's insane. It's 0.091, bro. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Can 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 they just get the first overall pick? Like, just give it to them. Like, why not? You know what I mean? It's like, crazy that they are tanking. But they may not even end up with the and number they, one. They have to like still go through like they're gonna have like the best odds, obviously. For but. sure, yeah. But didn't they like last season as well? Mm, no, I think the Spurs definitely mm. had the best odds. The Spurs or the Yeah, no, I think the Spurs and the Pistons had it was it the Spurs, Hornets, oh Blazers. Oh right, 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 right. Mm. I, I, I. But the and then the they ended up dropping like to five or something like that, right? Like they ended up dropping like further than they probably should have. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, they picked uh, a Sora Thompson, who was oh. the fourth pick, I believe. Well, he's very good. 
and um, or he was the fifth no he was the fifth pick because Amin got picked by the Rockets who was the fourth pick oh and I they see. went back to back which I thought they were the first brother duo to get picked back to back but I learned the other day that Markeith and Marcus Morris also were picked back to back in the draft no way so there have been crazy. two sets of twins in the NBA that got picked back to back was that in the what round was that in the um, do you, do you Morris know? twins yeah I don't know. Were they, like, good coming out of college or whatever? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Uh, good enough to get drafted. So. Well, I guess so. Um, um, yeah, the... Well, at least they got Pistons a Sore are Thompson. Bad. Yeah. Uh, he's... A Sore Thompson is very good, though, so I guess their uh, troubles can't really be attributed to their draft position. Which is what also is funny about them being bad this year is that this upcoming NBA draft class is not even that good like Damn. from what i've heard like Damn. well it's probably good but like compared to the past two seasons where like last season was absolutely stacked and the season before that it was like chet and paolo oh, and like my. very top heavy like i hear like this class just like isn't like not like bad but it's like deep so, like, maybe just, like, a bunch mm. of, like, good role players? I don't know. But, like, no, like, star potential play? I don't know. We'll see. It's still, like, very early in the college season, too. So, like, obviously, there will be, like, breakout players. Um, now, what I'll say is that last year, they were saying the same thing about the NFL draft. But they did say that it was very deep. Mm. Because of, like, you know, like, COVID stuff happening and, like, mm. people people's years getting delayed and stuff like that oh yeah and bro we can i i want to talk later at some point maybe like after the season like i want to do some kind of like all rookie team or something like because this this nfl rookie class has been absolutely fucking insane like from from every position group on most on most teams have some rookie to be excited about, not the Panthers, but um, <laughs> Bryce Young. You're, you're not, you're, you're not, not him. You're sorry, not. Um, but like, bro, it's kind of like all the leagues. I think are in really good hands because these these rookies, man, they're they're insane. I will say the parity in like all sports leagues right now is very amazing. Like, yeah. The parody in football, the parody in basketball, baseball is baseball, and then yeah. hockey, I don't know. Yeah, I also do not know, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> sometimes whenever, like, people come into work with, like, jerseys and stuff like that, I'll be like, hey, like, how about that team? And there's this dude who came in with in a Stars jersey, and I was like, yeah, my buddy Sean, uh, podcast uh, uh, friend viewers. of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Sean, is a Stars fan, and he has said that the that the Stars are that team this year. Oh, and shout so, out Sean for graduating today. Let's go. Oh yeah, Sean graduated today. Um, shout out. We love you. Shout out. Um, and so yeah, he was saying how the Stars are that team, and so I asked this customer at my job. I was like, hey um how about them stars though i hear they're very good and all he was like they're like yeah they gotta get through las vegas first and i was like fair don't really know much about hockey but that that tracks <laughs> um and so 
that's what's on Mavs players or Mavs. That's what's on Stars fans minds these days. Uh, speaking of the Mavs, I gotta get a hey, they won. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Uh, Kyrie never came back though. Kyrie, that's kind of oh, news. Kyrie, news. um. Got injured in this game against the Blazers tonight. Uh, Dwight Powell was going for a loose ball, like or like a loose rebound, I guess, and then just like took like an awkward fall, and like all of his body weight landed on Kyrie's left leg. Oof. Was not a very fun sight to see. Uh, I hope Kyrie gets uh, the rest that he needs. I hope he recovers quickly. The Mavs need you, my boy. Um. Please be good, Ky- Please be well, Kyrie. We need you, please. Um, but thankfully, there's a lot of other hoopers on the Mavs this season. So yes, we need you, but I guess we don't need you like that bad. So like, take your time in recovery as well. Um, yeah. Uh, I just um, want to wrap up a couple of quick things about the NBA real fast. Do um, we want to talk more about some of these crazy performances that happened on Wednesday? Oh yeah, yeah, there's there's um, so many things that happened. I mean, I'm I'm I, like what what games did you watch that that uh jumped out to you? Ones that jumped out to me was well, I mean, Joel and V put up 50, but that was against the Wizards and we just talked about how they're like on the same level as the Pistons and Joel B is starting to piss me off because I keep seeing clips of him flopping. Dude, I saw this crazy one where he just, and, like, dives forward. And I'm like, bro, didn't y'all literally just implement a new flopping rule this year? And it hasn't been called once? Like, I have not seen it called once. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but I want to highlight this uh, Hawks and Nets game that had a Mikel Bridges game winner on a crazy fadeaway Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, Mikel Bridges hit this crazy fadeaway to win the game after Trey Young had just hit a three. It's so funny because Trey Young hit this three to like put them up by one, and then he did his like little like ooh like celebration. Yeah. And Mikel Bridges comes down the other way and just like drains a crazy like contested fader. Um, that game was crazy because it broke the record for most lead changes in a game with forty three. Since they had been tracking that stat in 1969. Wow. 43 crazy. lead changes. So that was just back and forth the whole game. Um, the Nuggets versus Clippers game on Wednesday as well. Jokic had his worst shooting performance of his career going 9 for 32 from the field. Wow. Um, tough L for the Nuggets there. Uh, they also just took another L tonight against the Rockets. Oh, did they not end up coming <laughs> no, back in that game? No, they went on like a, what was it, like 18-0 run that like cut the lead to like mm, 7 or 8. Yeah, something like that. Aye, aye, aye. Um, and then, but Jokic still put up a triple-double in that Clippers game that they lost. Yeah, 22-15-10. It's um, so crazy. He goes nine for thirty-two. I know. Ends up with a triple double. What like, is that? Literally the only a game. twenty point triple double. Yeah, and then um, I guess just like the T Wolves are pretty good. Their defense has been amazing. Nas Reed is that guy. Um, before this last game that they played against whoever I don't remember, he was a part of the fifty forty ninety club. But he missed quite a few threes that game. So, like, his three-point percentage kind of dipped just below 40. But he's been playing very good. He had this, like, crazy in-and-out move um, that, like, shook the defender. Oh, I think it was against the Spurs. 
um shook the defender. Oh yeah, it was because it was the Wimby versus um Gobert matchup. Gobert's oh. been doing pretty good, believe it or not, too. Yeah. Um the Grizzlies average not Grizzlies. The T Wolves average fourteen stocks a game, so like they average fourteen stock. Uh, oh my god, steals <laughs> and blocks per game. Yes, um, they are the highest uh, rated team defensive wise or defensive rated team. Um, it's crazy stuff all around the league, yeah. man. and the league is in good hands right now. Absolutely. Um, and then something that also happened tonight: uh, Victor Wembanyama against the Bulls and a loss. Put up 21 points and 20 rebounds, making him the youngest player to record a 2020 game. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> some people may not respect... I don't know. I feel like people don't respect rebounds as much as they should. Because, like, if you have watched the Lakers in uh, 2021 or the first half of 2022, you'll be like... No, no rebounding to be had on this team. The Mavs last like the last two, three years with no <laughs> rebounding big man <laughs> at all. Dwight Powell as your big man at six nine, <sighs> six ten. Sorry, <laughs> he looks six nine on the floor. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, what a what a man who's seven four will do for you and getting twenty one and twenty is. Is quite the feat. LeBron did that in the playoffs uh, la- just last year, and mm-hmm. that was that was pretty incredible. Yeah, but yeah, all these crazy performances on Wednesday after these teams got some rest due to the in season tournament. Um, I think teams got like up to like three days of rest, so like players came out fresh, um, which is good for them. It's good for the league. It- because guys like this have crazy performances. We almost had two 50 pieces in one night on Wednesday. Because uh, Desmond Bain also put up 49 points. Um, and then Joel Embiid put up 50. Oh, and then Powell dropped 42 uh, in a loss against the Cavs on crazy efficiency. Um, so, yeah, just insane hoops all around. Yeah. Um, And then... <clears throat> And that was just Wednesday. That was just on Wednesday, man. Like, pick pick which game you want to watch. They were all great. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, throughout the week, um, just to catch up on some Lakers stuff, um, after we got blown out by the 76ers, we went on to blow out the Pistons in uh, a fantastic game. You love to see it. Um one thing that people were saying um after the uh after the 76ers loss is that for some reason we needed like a real point guard who can like create and i'm like bro in this game against the the pistons which granted they are the pistons um D'Lo put up 35 and 9 assists like how is that not like I, I, I just don't understand when people when that's when, the legacy game right there it, it, and it was like I was I could not believe what I was watching D'Lo I just I, I get the inconsistency can be really annoying but 
now I feel like we have a bunch of guys on the roster who even if D'Lo puts up like a like four for 14 stinker like there's gonna be other dudes like Torian Prince or Austin Reeves or Rui or um all these we have guys on on our team who can get hot and who can shoot and who can put up points but D'Lo still like has that threat and he's smart with the ball and and consistently creates for his team like I think he's averaging around nine assists this year and that's not like that's not like like in insignificant numbers right there like and so people people in the Lakers subreddit were saying that kind of shit and then um he then goes on to prove them wrong and then we lose to the Thunder in a blowout game in a back-to-back game I'll add wasting an AD masterclass who had 31-14 and two assists um AD the the slander AD gets as well is also super annoying because this man can put up 31 and 14 in a loss and still be blamed for it and be like yeah he just doesn't play big like what are you talking about um defraud booker put up two for 12 (laughs) in a loss i don't even remember what game that was would never stop the debates yeah um Um, they just i feel like defenses have started to key in on booker this this year and he's just not really had the kind of the kind of season that uh that was kind of expected of him not that you know and he's also been injured but like i i'm not gonna give him the benefit of the doubt we we hate him um (laughs) kind of kind of crazy hater energy we hate him we Um, hate devin booker around here (laughs) booker owns you oh wait thumbnail cool um (laughs) um oh yeah like like uh like a week and a half ago i'm just writing down like headlines from like the other from like throughout the week uh that i thought might be interesting um but this 76ers team might be better than we thought with maxi being a real hooper actually dropping 33 casually on a wednesday night like what what are we witnessing with with this team harry's maxi is so fun to watch because he plays so quick and like when he drives to the paint going as fast as he does, he just, like, goes full speed and, like, just doesn't stop. And he will get, like, these crazy finishes. And it's just so fun to watch. And, and he's like, money from, from he, three. I was about to say, like, he be shooting the lights out of the ball, too. Um, I figured when Harden left, he was going to step up into this bigger role. And, like, his usage rate was going to be higher. And, like, him next to Embiid has just looked quite amazing. He's he's averaging almost 40% from three, 39.9. That's basically 40%. Uh, and he's also got, uh, what, god damn it, in-season tournament pop-up. Uh, he's averaging 27 points and damn. almost seven assists. So, like... This man, 27, that's sneaky. That's a lot, bro. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just casually dropping 33 on a random Wednesday night. Like, what What are we talking about right now? And the Sixers are only uh, the fourth seed right now because the Orlando Magic is still the second seed. Um, Because they're having a, a fantastic year. 
um but i mean yeah like that's insane to me um zach levine is out we already mentioned that uh Jokic also just casually dropped 15 assists one night like he is an all-time great to me man the amount of just like hoopers in the league that are just like yeah. as you say just like casually just dropping these like crazy performances night in and night out because like 15 assists for Jokic I feel like that's like almost a regular thing for him at this point because yeah he's just that guy and um the the, the yeah like it's and people say that the regular season is boring. Like, what are you talking about? We get to see generational performances like every other night. I know. That that was kind of like a thing that I was kind of like... Like, people were like saying like, oh, like the in-season tournament's going to be good for like the regular season. Like, it's going to like give fans to like... And like, don't get me wrong. Like, the in-season tournament has been crazy fun. Like... Yeah, absolutely. I love like Adam Silver. This is probably one of the best things you've ever done. Along with the... uh He's been cooking, bro. Like, the play-in tournament for, like... Oh, yeah. Like, that is an amazing idea. And, like, this, I think, will go down, like, as, like... As the in-season tournament grows and, like, we get more years under the belt, I think it would be, like, one of the better ideas that Adam Silver has had. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it has gotten more fans involved, but... I don't know, like... You can, like, watch basketball... Just like on a random Thursday night and just like watch amazing hoops. Um just because of like how like raw this league is right now and like how like talented this league is right now. Like just turn on like any like game with any big superstar and like you're gonna be watching a great ass game. Like Yeah. Turn on the Nuggets game, turn on a Mavs game, turn on a Lakers game. Like, you're going to be getting good hoops, like, any night. And that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, And uh, one team I was going to throw in there when you were naming teams is Milwaukee. And uh, earlier in the week, Alex Caruso hit a crazy game winner against Milwaukee to win, uh, to go on to win in overtime. So, what did I say? Maybe maybe we do need him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, come back to us, Alex. We, um, we miss you. Were you about to move on to the NFL? I just want to mention yeah, the mention MVP it. race right now oh, that got released yeah. today. What's that looking like? Embiid is at the top. Ugh. Jokic is number two. And although I do not hate it, who is at number three, I do not think it is deserved over others. Because that number three is my guy, Shay. Okay. But I think Tyrese Halliburton or Luka, and I'm being a little biased, I think, or even, like, LeBron. Like I, think I was Le- thinking the same like, thing. I was like, not to be, like, a Lakers but like, homer, but, like... I think, like, any of those three, even, like, over and beat... Well, what are they? The They're the fourth seed. The fourth seed and the Lakers... The Mavs are like also the fourth seed, but no, nah, the the Mavs are the sixth seed, brother. Oh damn, we've had it falling off. Yeah, we it, uh, it kind of surprised me, low key. They must be like all very close within like one through six. It so. it, it is very close <laughs> right now. Um, the uh, 
let's see, the Timberwolves are first in the West with 17 and 4. Then it's Oklahoma with 14 and 7. Then it's Denver with 14 and 9. Then it's the Lakers with 14 and 9. Then it's the uh, Kings with 12 and 8. Then it's Dallas with 12 and 8. Then it's Phoenix with 12 and 10. And that's 1 through 17. So that's all, like, incredibly close. Yeah. Um, the T-Wolves low-key kind of have, like, a good, like, lead on... Who was second? The, yeah. Uh, OKC. I mean, like, what, three games? But Yeah. I mean... And they're on a six-game win streak right now. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, uh, I think that might be like the largest win streak this whole season. Um, I don't know if it's in the season. But like, as of right now, it is for but, sure. Yeah, because I don't recall like any like <clears throat> like I don't recall like any like long win streaks this season. Me neither. like nobody nobody like. Nobody started the year, like, undefeated for a while, I don't think. Um, and nobody's gone on, like, nobody, no no team this year has definitely gone on a 10-plus game win streak, for sure. Yeah. Um, Several on 10-plus losing streaks, though. We're talking about you, Detroit. We're talking about you, San Antonio. Oh, yeah, and them too. And also probably... Washington at some point. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so the the west is very crowded, very competitive. So is the east. Um Boston is leading right now. Um Orlando in second, Milwaukee in third at the moment. Philadelphia in fourth. The Pacers are the fifth seed right now. Um Cleveland is the sixth seed and New York uh, the Knicks are the 12th seed. Brooklyn is, or sorry, not the 12th seed. They're the 7th seed, but they have 12 wins. Brooklyn also has 12 wins in 8. And Miami also has 12 wins at 9. So. Whoa, Brooklyn has 12 wins? That's kind of nuts. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I think that Brooklyn team is, they don't they don't be having any superstars, but I think they've got... Hey, like they great... got Mikael Bridges. Hey, they hey, got he, Dodo. They got Dorian Finney-Smith. That's a superstar in my eyes. Yeah. He's <laughs> Laker, or Lakers, what am I saying? Mavs legend. Mavs legend. Um, I guess, okay, I one more thing I'll bring up, up about the NBA. We gotta talk about the 11 seated Golden State Warriors right oh, now. That's so true. Like, you gotta start hitting the panic button a little bit because they played OKC tonight. Guess how many turnovers they had tonight? How many? 39. What? Or was it was either 29 or 39, but either way, it's like a great. I have to fact check because. Or, I, I mean, both wanna, of those are insane. But yeah, like the I amount of turnovers they had tonight, it like popped it up on screen. I was like, literally, my jaw dropped. Like. Shea dropped 40 points in this game. Andrew Wiggins put up 31. Warriors. Man, I had him at like the three seed to end the year. Because just because they're the Warriors. Like, I don't really know what's going on over there. It's not giving me, it's not giving me turnover data here. I got you. Sometimes ESPN is easier to navigate low-key. Yeah, maybe I should just get ESPN, dog. My, the, the NBA and NFL apps are pretty, 
are pretty stinky. Um, let's see. They okay. They had twenty nine turnovers, so it wasn't thirty nine. I mean, but, but that's 20, still a lot. Twenty nine turnovers, and the Thunder scored thirty five points off of those turnovers. So, wow. So it was one thirty eight to one thirty six in overtime. Um. Wow. Yeah. Literally, that's what that's what lost them the game. Um, it was a seven point game. You're telling me you can commit 29 turnovers and still end up only being beaten by 7 points? It was a 2-point game. 136 to 138. Am I looking at the right game right now? Oh, well, I guess I exited the app, but I- I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> the the other day, um Matthew was telling me to watch this uh this again a- another Thunder uh Golden State game. Um and I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, that was a good game." And then I, and then I, went back, and I was like, "Oh, this is not the game he was talking about." I think the Thunder low key owned the Warriors. Like, I think they beat them every single time they faced off this year. I think they, if if the number is three, they certainly have, which is would oh, be a lot. Just kidding. The Warriors beat them one forty one to one thirty eight or one thirty nine on one of the group play games. But the Thunder have oh. won every other game against the Warriors. They f- played four times this season already. That's kind of cr- the, not even a divisional opponent either. No, they were just they were in the same group for the in-season tournament. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Um but only one of those games was a in-season uh, group play game. What do you see mm-hmm. as being the Warriors problem right now? Is it just like age? Mm, I don't know. I honestly haven't watched much Warriors ball. But it's just like twenty nine turnovers, man. Like it just like feels like they're just not all on the same page. I don't really know like what's going on over there. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to tune into more Warriors basketball just to see what's going on. Yeah, I can't imagine their defensive rating is very high, and I also can't really imagine that they're like these are just the the same kind of weaknesses that I saw in the preseason. Um, I don't really remember what I had them rated. It was still like in the playoffs, but I don't think that uh, um, the Warriors at fifth seed. Damn, that was above above teams like the Mavericks who, to be fair, are the sixth seed currently. <laughs> um, but above teams like the Pelicans, the Thunder... Dog, I had them at three. The Timberwolves. I had the Timberwolves at six, too. That's crazy. I had them at ten, dog. That's I originally crazy. had the Timberwolves at four, and I was like, man, that might be way too high for them. And then I moved them down. I'm still mad at the fact that I have the Pacers ending at the ninth seed. Over, like under teams like the Raptors and Nets and Hawks, like I should have known, bro. Like I, I should have known the Pacers were gonna be better than the nine seed. I have the Wizards above the Pacers. Nah, this. that's last to me. That's so crazy, dog. What was I on? What was I thinking? No, Is it above like, the Raptors too. That's crazy. Uh... Hey, I got the. I put the. Put the Nets at the sixth seed. Hey, I believe that's where they're currently at. Are we doing a quick little check-in on our end of season? Damn, I had 
the Knicks. I had the Cavs at the three seed. Wow. Oh, where do I have the Magic? 11. That's not aging very well. Hey, the Pistons at 15 is aging pretty well, though. Let's go. They're definitely the worst team in basketball. <laughs> I have uh, the Hornets at the very bottom. Below the Pistons. Hell yeah. The Rockets at 11. Oops. Hey, so did I. Mm. But yeah. Damn. That's been that's been this week in the NBA, is what I'll say. We definitely... Craziness. It, it felt good getting that all out there, you know? Sometimes I feel like we don't take enough time on the NBA, because right now the NFL is in the throes of of playoff contention, which is a good segue to talk about the, the NFL now. Which I did not pay attention to at all this week. Sorry for any NFL viewers out there. That's okay. I can, I can, I can get in on that. <laughs> I don't know how well this is gonna translate to the recording. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, it looks good on the audio portion. Yeah, it did. Um, so the Seahawks and the Cowboys faced off on probably the best Thursday night game of the week. Very high scoring game for sure. It was. It was a very good game. Um. This is the game that people are talking about Dak for MVP. Um, Which I have seen Dak like rise to the top on a lot of people's MVP lists. Which honestly much deserved to him. I was low-key a Dak hater um, at, at the beginning of the season. I like, I gotta give it to him. He's got like, what, the most touchdown passes. Does, does he also have the most yards or like most passing yards um actually cj stroud has the most passing yards in the nfl right now that's insane um we i mean we don't have to talk about this right now but i what did it say uh cj stroud new leader in passing yards with 3540 absolutely insane and that's through 13 weeks that's generation literally generational i don't think i don't think a, a rookie has ever led the league in passing yards like this but ever ever um wow. not to take away from dakota prescott or anything um who put up uh let me see oh he put up 299 yards and three touchdowns in this game i mean that's that's a great game that's a good ass game yeah um and Geno Smith put up 334 yards and three touchdowns. Um, this was holy shit. Yeah, they're they're god damn. Sports are so great. And uh, DK Metcalf had 134 yards and three touchdowns. Damn. Um, on six receptions, half of his half of his catches were touchdowns, uh, touchdowns and the other were probably like fucking like. 30 yard plays um and so i i know he had like a 70 plus yarder in this game um and uh yeah i and i know uh cd lamb in this game had 116 yards on 12 receptions the the cowboys offense is literally just feed cd <laughs> and it seems to be working for them i don't really know what what is going to happen come playoff time but i mean this this seahawks secondary especially is nothing to sneeze at and i don't know why i've said that 
twice <laughs> in this podcast. That's not something I'd be saying in real life. If you've had a nickel for every time I've said that, you'd have two nickels, but that's kind of a lot. Um, but yeah, this this game was probably the game of the week. Um, I'm looking through to see if there's anything that I'm like particularly forgetting, and I don't think that's true. Yeah, this this was certainly the game of the week, and it happened on Thursday. And so the Cowboys go up nine to three. The Seahawks fall to six and six. Um, and we'll talk about why that why that is particularly important. Um, but uh, yeah, great game, great game to be had. Um, I wish I would watch that one. That sounded like a good game. DK masterclass. It was truly a generational game from DK. And um, what uh, what Jovi said about this game was the decision to leave Micah Parsons unblocked on the last play of the game was a choice for sure. And it is crazy. I don't really remember exactly because I remember watching the highlights of this game like right after it happened on Thursday. Um, but I don't remember exactly what this what this um, Micah Parsons I'm assuming sack uh led to at the end of the game. I mean, this was only a this was only a one possession game, so I can't I can't imagine that um the Seahawks were far away from winning here. Yeah, it looks like they had a turnover on downs. The what the fuck? This the fourth quarter drive summary for this game is oh, kind no. of insane. Sorry, I keep going through these drive summaries, but Seahawks touchdown to start the fourth uh uh field goal from the Cowboys turnover on downs from the Seahawks touchdown from Dallas turnover on downs for Seahawks field goal for Dallas turnover on downs for Seattle and then that was the end of the fourth quarter so they had three turnovers on downs yeah damn they went for it three times and did not convert a single one. <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy. Again, this, could this... You need that Dan Campbell offense. No, that's what I'm saying. I was... <coughs> I was literally going to bring it back to the Lions and be like, I've... I've thrown out this 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 narrative a little bit, but is, is going for it on fourth down on it like that? In a game where... I mean, I don't know where these drives ended by any by any means. But like, they, would they should have they like gone for a field goal versus them going for it, or even punting? I mean, not that this not that this Cowboys offense was you know really able to be stopped when they put up forty one on you, but uh, like, yeah, like when the when the Seahawks went up, it was thirty five to twenty seven, and then. The Cowboys go uh, bring it within five, 35 to 30 with a field goal. And then, yeah, just turnover on downs. And then the Cowboys take the lead with a touchdown. Turnover on downs again. And then the Cowboys go up to the final score of 41 to 35. And then they turn it over on downs again. So they had so many chances. And to be fair to the Seahawks here, none of these drives went past uh went past thirty yards. Damn. So it's not like they were in field goal range. Um 
but I don't know. Pin them at the one, get the ball back with better field position. I don't really know what to say. Um, but yeah, luckily the the Seahawks love to lose games in shootouts. It seems. Um, speaking of shootouts, we had the Chargers and the Patriots game. <laughs> um, what a stinker! It uh, this game was six to zero. The I did not watch this game. I will not lie to you, dear viewers. Um, oh my god, I'm sorry. I feel so bad for the Jazz. <laughs> Kawhi just put up 41 on the Jazz. That's crazy, dog. <laughs> yeah, um, but Chargers, Patriots. Uh, crazy how the Patriots still probably have allowed the least amount of points in like what the past. What is it like five six weeks? Yeah, or like the whole season. Their defense is still very good, and then their just offense is like equal, like just not equally as bad. Their offense is just bad. Their offense has got to be bottom three in their, the league. Their offense is as bad as as their defense is good. Yeah, does that make sense? You know yeah. what I'm trying to say. It might. Their offense <laughs> might even be worse than how good. Their defense <laughs> is. That was that was quite the sentence coming out. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, but um, crazy. the The thing that's crazy to this, there, the, the, shutouts don't really happen in the NFL like that. And you're telling me that this Chargers defense pitched a shutout. I mean, again, granted, like we've already said, that this Patriots offense is not good. Um, hey, we've always mentioned, like, how much this Chargers defense has underperformed and, like, how they have good players on their defense. So maybe they just stepped it up. But also, yeah, the Patriots offense is terrible. So yeah. <laughs> they stepped it up against a bad team. Zeke had 52 yards on 17 attempts. That's three yards. That's three yards per carry. Which you know, granted, like that's not that's three yards a carry is not bad. But I mean, it, it it's just funny. It's just funny how like it. That's just funny to me. Sorry. Um. Th there's literally nothing else from this game to highlight, except for the fact that uh, no one watched this game. No one was tuning into this game. Oh, but do you want to mention the Thursday night game that just happened with the Patriots and Steelers? Or do you want to save that for next week? Uh, We can save that for next week and also talk a little bit about it during the Pickums. Okay. Did you watch that game by any chance? Another stinky game. No, but I know Zeke went off that game. Oh, yeah. I was I was looking at this, this, uh, this Chargers-Patriots game thinking that Zeke would be going off, but I forgot that that was... That was uh, a couple days ago, and by a couple, I mean yesterday. Well, technically two days ago, because oh, it is uh, now Saturday. Yeah, we are the filming first this overnight pod. Overnight or, pod, except for I maybe think... the other one we did where we had to record twice. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That that sucked. Um, <clears throat> speaking of sucking, aside from us two, the Saints. Sorry, Joby, are not very good. Um, Joby wrote a lot about this game, and I also added on to it after watching this game. Um, 
Oh, so like basically what happens is Jameer Gibbs's first touch of this game was like a 20 plus yard run. It was he is truly different. I we talked we talked him up so much when we first got to see him play against the Chiefs and honestly, I think he's the best back in in this class even above Bijan to be honest. Both both Atlanta and Detroit have some of the best lines in the league, at least run wise. Um and I feel like and maybe maybe it's just the usage rate for Bijan still, but mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs is kind of breaking out right now and it's it's exciting to see just like I mean we've we've talked about his contact balance we've talked about his his ability to just make a cut on a dime um and his explosive playability is just amazing um Joby said that the first play first Saints play of the game was a pick um that sucks it was like off the hands of Jawan Johnson and it was like like almost like some kind of one-hander from Brian Branch and that was crazy to me um and that was also one of the plays that made me want to bring up just like especially Detroit man like these rookies are something different like Brian Branch on defense um and Sam Laporta on offense Sam Laporta um, what what Joby said was this was the second historical night by a tight end against the Saints. I believe the first one was um, TJ Hawkinson, um, but it, Laporta in this game set the Lions single game tight end receiving record with nine receptions for 140 God yards day. and a touchdown. <laughs> and watching this game, you can absolutely see that happen when every big play that Jared Goff is throwing is going to Sam Laporta. He's breaking tackles, man. The 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 comp that I wanted to give Sam Laporta, Loki, is like George Kittle. Just like the 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 physicality in which he plays, it's truly something different. I don't really know what he's like in in the blocking game, so I don't know if that comp quite holds up the way that it maybe it should uh because george kittle was truly um also a fantastic blocker but yeah um Carr was literally getting booed every time he came onto the field in the first quarter oh no um, that's what joby was saying um he was also mentioning how this was just a crazy start to this game by detroit like um it was just like saints turnovers and just like not really like doing much they go up like 21 to 0 at some point um uh joby said Taysom hill was the only spark in this game and i added that he was being used really well in this game um uh, joby also wanted to point out that there was a jimmy graham touchdown um, it was his second catch of the year, and oh, and both were touchdowns. Both were touchdowns. I remember that first one. Yeah, that was crazy. And I mentioned how um, how preseason performances only count if it's Jimmy Graham because <laughs> I remember him like absolutely like mossing some guy in the end zone in preseason, and I was like, hey, Jimmy Graham still got some juice left, <laughs> and it seems. 
he he's got two touchdowns on the year, so that's got to be worth something. Um, and in this game, it was twenty four to seven at halftime. Um, Foster Moreau made this huge block for a, for this uh, Alvin Kamara touchdown. Um, before going out with injury, uh, Derek Carr had fifteen straight completions, and I don't know what the film is looking like here. Um, but knowing Derek Carr and the Saints offense, I can only imagine how many flares and screens this man was completing. But I mean, hey, 15 straight completions is nothing to sneeze at. Um, but immediately, oh, that's, the that's three. That's three. Um, can we uh, get a counter? Yeah, take a hit or take a shot for every time that I say that. Um but yeah, Jameis had this 30-yard ball to Olave that was like tipped initially, and then it was caught by Olave. Um Alvin there was this play where Alvin Kamara like pushed the blocker in front of him and got like 15 yards. It's so funny because he's like he's like running behind him for a moment and just like shoves him and he goes like like flailing and then it ends up working and he and he gets the first down and the and those yards um what happens here is because the saints ended up making like kind of a sneaky comeback here if you can tell from the way that i'm highlighting all of these saints plays right now the game ended uh 33 to 28 if i'm not mistaken um but uh what happened here is the saints stall on a potential comeback drive with about six, five minutes to go. And then the lines get the ball back and it Goff just seals the game on a crazy pass on third and nine, where he basically just wills the pass off uh, while he's getting hit to Josh Reynolds. And that was, uh, that was the game. That was the saints had used all their timeouts at that point um and it was like maybe like a minute or so left maybe two minutes um and yeah it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty good game to watch if you want to go back and watch this one i was gonna say at least Joby's wish of the saints losing is coming through <laughs> but at least it's a little entertaining for him at the same time yeah i mean they're i mean what what we said at the start of the season is that the saint roster <laughs> The Saints roster is very good, and it's being horribly underutilized right now. And the only reason that uh, that Joby doesn't want to see this team make the playoffs is because they're just gonna, you know, keep it pushing with this coaching staff. And I, I just don't think that that's that's the right way to go when you're seeing like fantastic coaches in this league, like Mike McDaniel, um, Sean McVay. Um, and speaking of Sean McVay and great offensive performances, the Rams beat the Browns this <laughs> week, baby. We are so up. Uh, we put up 37 on the best defense in the league, which was, aside from the Cowboys, which this was the best offensive performance this week. Oh, sorry. The Dolphins also put up 45 against the Commanders. Um, and the Niners also put up 42 on the, on the Eagles. That shit was crazy. Um, but yeah, when we put up, man, oh, sorry. We put up 36 against the best defense in the league. Um, and this game, 
the this game was much closer than the box score might uh might lead you to believe um because in the first half i was not really convinced of this rams team in general because i i don't know i didn't really know what i was watching this the first half our defense was getting cooked um our defense is still very young and you can see that but there's a lot of potential um here and i'll get into that more later um puka had this crazy 70 yard touchdown to to give us some life um he's already over a thousand yards receiving the season which is insane um and so yeah it was just a really like back and forth game matthew stafford was diamond people up it was amazing um, and the defense ended up stepping up at the end, though, to, to close this game. Uh, Kobe Turner had a sack to to put them back, and it was it was it was insane. Like um, he was doing like a, a he has this like maestro celebration <laughs> where he just like does that, and it's so fun. Like him and AD were getting or Aaron Donald that is uh, Anthony Davis signed with the Rams. Let's go. Let's go um yeah he uh it was it, it was so cool to see the, this rams team has has some juice it has some energy to it and it's exciting to see we're on a little bit of a cheeky win streak right now i think we've got i think we've won our last three um and you know it's been really it's been really six to see and y'all are six and six tied with the packers vikings and seahawks and that's why it's so awesome that the seahawks lost um we we are tied with the packers vikings and seahawks unfortunately um i believe both nfc north teams hold the tiebreaker over us um so we are not currently uh in the playoffs but the vikings wait why are we why are we below the seahawks in the the, the, this literally does not make any sense we last time i checked we were above seattle in the in the conference standings because we both have a better divisional record than them and have also beaten them head-to-head twice but must be a mistake but uh minnesota and green bay are also both six and six um green bay has the head-to-head uh over us which is why it just sucks that we were not able to beat them it's any given sunday in the nfl and i don't really feel confident in those teams enough um to say confidently that they're gonna keep their trajectory and i feel like the rams are only up from here i think our defense is definitely shakier than um than some of these other teams especially because we're so young but we have a great defensive coordinator in raheem morris and a lot of young hungry guys on that defense darion kendrick is very good he made some big plays in this game um akella witherspoon is fantastic um yeah we just we just got guys ernest jones is really good um kobe turner is coming like we got guys. This is what we need. This is what this team needs. We need a better edge threat. Byron Young is good, but he just got injured. I think he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, and um, we need we need edge. I think oh, that's that's really it. Um, we need to be edged, uh, and that's Don't what. We, uh, 
that's what uh this ram season has really felt like honestly um is just being edged this entire time because i just continually see greatness from this team and then we lose in ways that i don't feel like we should like that steelers loss was really tough that Bengals loss was really tough um yeah like it's just a bunch of games that we really should have had back um but you know that's what i'm saying any given sunday and once we get to this pickums this is i i i i, I we'll, we'll talk about it when it comes to the pickums but yeah that was the that was the rams game um shout out another great game this week was the broncos at texans um and this was a very good game it really felt like a very back and forth game this entire time um this was the game that cj stroud became the new leader in passing yards as a rookie as a rookie man like that's also why i wanted to bring up this this year's rookie classes because like cj stroud is just like not human like like what's like i just it's it's just like nothing i've ever seen before and so it's really dope to it, it's just really dope to see when can we start putting him as best rookie quarterback of all time the, now already <laughs> like uh, like who who else justin herbert like cj stroud is better than justin herbert now hate that guy cj stroud is better than justin herbert <laughs> i honestly don't disagree it's like <clears throat> Maybe that's a little bit disparaging. <coughs> no, speak your truth, bro. Because, like, I th- I think it's really close, to be honest. I think that... No, fuck it. CJ Stroud is better than Justin Herbert. Why? Because... Because they just put up six points against the fucking Patriots. And I know my king, CJ Stroud, is not doing... He's not hanging six on the, on the Patriots, dog. Listen... I, it's, if, I want to say, like, people, people have said, and I have, I think we've all said this on this very podcast, is Justin Herbert just needs help. Dog, like, CJ Stroud is making dudes like Tank Dell, who, rest in peace this game, um, he had a nasty hit in this game, and he did not come back in the game. I don't know what exactly his injury status is looking like but i don't know i i think he might be like out for the rest of the year type injury um so yeah it really yeah you really hate to see that but like cj stroud is making tank dell another rookie and dudes like um like noah brown and nico collins like these are not names that the league knew coming into this year. And Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen, um, Gerald Everett, Joshua Palmer. Just because I was able to name those guys doesn't mean that they are really names. But um, listen, like, is Justin Herbert going to have the same type of year that CJ Stroud is having on the Texans? I just don't know, man. Like, it's just insane to me. Like, the the thing that blows me away is the way that CJ Stroud is able to elevate his team 
in a way that I don't really see other quarterbacks doing right now, aside from like Lamar, um, aside from like, I'm I'm curious now what other quarterbacks we, who, we played who, the who, game who, earlier. Who who are you taking when it comes to Stroud? Like, like above him? Yeah, like clearly taking like. Mahomes, Lamar. Yeah. Um, like, like, are you taking Tua over Stroud? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Dude. We're about to have some serious conversations. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because... We, like, we've had this conversation already. It's so funny how last time we named a bunch of guys, and... We have had this conversation before. This was a few episodes ago, I remember. Yeah, and then you only named two names, and I'm already struggling. <laughs> like, last time last time we got, like, maybe, like, a handful of names in there, and I think low-key it, it was to, uh, that we that we ended up on. And I remember my answer. I said... I am taking Tua above CJ Stroud. I just think I I think CJ Stroud is is a better quarterback than Tua. I I just think that's I just think that's true. Like he has a better arm. I I feel like he has better pocket presence and it's I think that that the accuracy is very close. I think that the anticip- anticipation and timing is very close. Like, like those are both like they both have elite anticipation and timing, and they both have elite accuracy. Let's be so fucking for real right now. But I'm not gonna sit here and say that like Tua isn't like low key kind of a kind of a system quarterback. Like people, the streets are saying that Tua. Uh, or sorry, that Tyree Kill is the MVP this year, and that per that's not Tua. And so, if we're talking about a wide receiver on your team being the MVP, like obviously someone's got to get it to him. But like, you're the quarterback dog. This is a quarterback's league right now, and if you're not like. And he's and who is also like second or third in passing. So like, if you're not getting like MVP buzz, like there's got to be some reason for that. And listen, I'm not a Tua hater by any stretch of the imagination. I am a Tua truther, and I love watching that man play football. But um, a truther, a Tua truther. That's that sounds so ridiculous coming out of my mouth. That just feels weird coming out of my gullet. 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 Are you taking Dak over Stroud? I have opinions about this MVP race. I don't think Dak should be at the top of this MVP race. I love Dak, and he's been doing a great season. But, like, the Ravens go on by for one week. One week. For one week, and we're already talking about like Dakota Prescott being MVP like like maybe I'm missing something but if we're talking about MVP like 
I I do still think it's Lamar. Like I don't know. Like he just does everything. And I was like, gonna say he does definitely offer more than Dak offers. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Dak is <laughs> like Dak is truly having like an insane stretch of games, and that's not to be ignored. But like, I do feel like that we that we forgot the the ways in which like Lamar has been consistent all season, and that's just like personally what I value more. Um. I I like I like Dak. I like CJ Stroud. I like Tua. Um and I like I like Lamar the best though, I think. Um and I think he was both of our MVP picks at the beginning of the season. And you know what? Maybe that's why I'm still riding for this so I can say Lamar Lamar did it and I was right. <laughs> um but like I don't know, like if if you're watching ball, you'll you'll think the same thing. And I mean, I I get that Lamar be turning the ball over sometimes. If if you're literally like basically playing point guard for your team, doing everything, running the ball, passing the ball, you're gonna turn the ball over occasionally. I don't know. It's just gonna happen. Um. Other things that happened in the league that we're not going to get too much into because I'm realizing that we're now coming up upon the uh, the Saturday night or sorry Sunday night game in uh, in the league, but um, we also had some other pretty good games that happened. Um, the... Oh, we got to mention the Niners and Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. Why is that not here? The Niners um, just absolutely demolished the Eagles this past week. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I Joby was gonna do a top five, bottom five um, teams in the league. Um, unfortunately, he's not here to give us his top five, bottom five. Maybe we'll do that next week. The 49ers, I think, have cemented themselves as the best team in the league, and I really don't know if there's anyone that's close to them. As much as it hurts <laughs> every part of me to say that, um, they just simply are, they, I mean, like, like we say it all the time when we are shitting on Brock Purdy is that he is literally surrounded by the best roster in the NFL and surprise the best roster in the NFL beat the second best roster in the NFL. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh. I did not watch this game either because um, I was at work and um, I saw the score and I was like, I'm not, not <laughs> going to because he could not put himself through that. I, in this game, Brock Purdy threw four touchdowns, but also if you watched this game, like, I don't know, like, Debo literally had, like, a 40, a 48-yard touchdown that was, that was off of a broken tackle before the line to gain, and he ran it all the way because he's Debo fucking Samuel, man, and we're here talking about how Brock Purdy now also has MVP buzz. This is certainly the worst year for for the mvp award which is why it's so frustrating give it to cj stroud give it to lamar <laughs> like i don't care why are we talking about brock purdy Dak prescott and 
and Jalen Hurts too. Let's be honest, like system quarterback Jalen Hurts. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jalen Hurts is a very good player. And <laughs> the back that was the fastest backpedaling I've ever. It's it's just like I. <laughs> Because the thing is, I'll say, like, very, like, <clears throat> dramatic and, like, reactionary things mm. to, like, be funny or whatever. But, like, like I do have to, like, be for real for, like, let's one. Be for real. Let's be one. Let's be one moment. Jalen Hurts is a real hooper. And I. Brock Purdy is not. You're actually a system quarterback. Yes. Don't get it twisted. He is a system player. It does not. I. I see 300 yard because this is the thing, right? I I hope that people on this in this show do not think that I'm like a stat guy. I love stats. I love seeing. <laughs> I love seeing um, people get double digit receptions. I love seeing people get um, like a hundred yards receiving. I love when quarterbacks throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like it's so sick to see. I love seeing that. Um, but with Brock Purdy, it's different because <laughs> that full, it's just like, literally, if you know football, like you understand that like the West Coast offense, the offense that Kyle Shanahan runs, literally all you need, all you need is a, is a quarterback who can get the ball into the hands of their playmakers. And what are the playmakers going to do? They're going to make plays. And surprise, surprise, Brock Purdy has 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like, <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes over in San Francisco. And um, the Eagles have real problems on, on, their, on their defense. Their secondary is not good. They are cooked, um, which is why they got out, got uh, Shaq Leonard um but not that that's i don't really know how much that's gonna help them um he'll probably offer some support in the run game but i can absolutely see him getting cooked in the middle of the field um which is where the niners really like to do their work so i don't know um was he not uh available against the niners or i guess was he I don't think so. Like, it wasn't, like, official or, like... Yeah, I think that happened. If it did happen before that game, he certainly was not, was not, uh, like, ready for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that game. Um, the Packers and the Chiefs played. The reason why this is crazy is because the Chiefs lost... Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm burping. Burping oh up guess. a storm. Yeah. Um, but the Chiefs lost in this game. Um, Jordan Love MVP. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he also threw for 300 yards in this game. Which, speaking of system quarterbacks, um, not that you know, Jordan Love is. I don't really know. You know, this is really his first real year starting. He had a good start to the season. Then he kind of fell off. Now he's having a, a pretty good stretch of games. Yeah, let's not forget he had six touchdowns in the first two games of the year. Yeah, and he threw for 267 and three touchdowns in this game, which is really good. Um, and uh, yeah, like I I did not watch this game. Oh, you watched this game though. How was how how was that game? What what did you see? Uh, well, I watched the, like, some of this game. The only thing I remember 
was how bad the refing was in the last drive of this game um and how kind of like determined how it ended there was a terrible miss pi call uh on a pass to i think it was to mvs or to it was it was to mvs it's always to mvs and then dude defending him was just like on his back and then no pi gets called um that's really the only thing i remember from this game i remember the chiefs losing that was kind of surprising yeah yeah, i don't know the repping was bad on all sides in this game. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, the Packers did outplay the Chiefs. We can talk about that missed DPI all we want, but and it was bad. Like he like j- like jumped on his back and like like took him to the took him to the turf and I have no idea why that wasn't called. The refs suck. NFL refing sucks. It always has. Um, and with a play like that, y- you just hate to see. You just hate to see a game end like that, especially when like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like known for these like comeback drives, like these comeback moments, and to see his receivers fail him in every single way that they can. Like, I'm pretty sure that like. There's some stat right now where, like, the Chiefs lead the league in, like, catchable passes. But I think they also lead the league in, like, dropped passes. So it's literally, like, their wide receivers are just bad. And speaking of both teams that that made the Super Bowl last year, well, it's, it's funny that both the wide receivers and the secondary the wide receivers of the chiefs and the secondary for the eagles are both bad they're both cooked and so it's it's crazy how these former super bowl uh winner or uh contenders last year now have like very glaring holes in their roster that is making me like because, like, the the thing about the Eagles is that, you know, we were kind of like, you know, they were winning games, and it's hard to ignore just the way that they're able to win games. But they, you know, they're a little bit clunky offensively sometimes. Like, Jalen Hurts really just do be spamming passes to A.J. Brown and uh, Devonta Smith, um, which is, you know, you can't really win games like that when the defense knows what you're going to do. But also at the same time, you're letting up crazy yards because um, your defense just can't defend the pass for some reason. And with the Chiefs, all they do is pass, but it just does not seem to be working right now. And so come playoff time, like, there are hungry teams out there. Like, the Dolphins are hungry. The Ravens are hungry. Like, the Niners are hungry. Like, the the Dallas is hungry. Like, this week we're going to see Dallas at home host this Eagles team that cannot defend the pass when Dak Prescott has absolutely been going... He's absolutely been going nuclear. And... Ow. The last game the that 
I don't really remember exactly how that the former divisional matchup was decided, but the 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 Cowboys were in that game absolutely, and coming off of a terrible loss like this, maybe they're just like looking forward to this divisional matchup. I don't know, but as the as the Eagles, you really should be putting in your all against you know what may end up being the NFC Championship game. So. I don't know. Eagles have big question marks. The Chiefs have big question marks. I don't really know what that's all going to look like right now. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, I don't know if Joby put this in earlier, but I'm seeing this Patriots and Chargers game at the very bottom of the list of stuff that we talked about. Um, but uh, Patriots since week nine have given up less points than anyone else. They are still 0-4 in that time frame. That's crazy. <coughs> Damn. Um, yeah, they're not good. And Bad. This, this Bad. Is... No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Sorry. I keep talking over you. I wasn't even saying anything. I was just saying <laughs> bad. Um, no, you can say that. Um, oh, um, Monday Night Football... Bengals Jags. This was a pretty good game. I did not watch, but uh the big storyline coming out of this game is that Trevor Lawrence got injured in this game, which you hate to see. Jake Browning is that guy. But I was going to say, you know who had a better game in this game? I'm taking Browning over Stroud any day of the week. That's baby. crazy. Uh, he did throw for 354 yards and a touchdown in this game. Hey. Uh, shout out Jamar Chase, who had 11 receptions and 149 yards and a touchdown. That's shout out to him for for stat padding on my uh, on my fantasy teams. Um, but yeah, uh, the Bengals went on to win that game against the Jags, probably because Trevor Lawrence got injured, but. This was a shootout to the very end. So the Jags, I believe, lose the the number one seed in the AFC because of this. Um, and uh, it is now the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens tied at nine and three at the top of the AFC. Um, the standings are looking really interesting. The Chiefs and the Jags... Uh, coming up behind them at eight and four the browns colts and uh whoa, whoa 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 the colts are in the playoffs right now that's crazy i didn't know that um it's the browns colts and texans who are the fifth sixth and seventh seed respectively um this colts team is kind of going crazy we didn't mention it but they beat the titans in overtime which really sucked because I thought that the te- the Titans were going to win that game. And when they went into overtime, I was like, thank God, man. Maybe my pickums will be saved. They were not. Um, but uh, yeah, the Steelers and the Broncos and the Buffalo Bills are out of the playoffs right now. That's insane. Um, the Bills have had a fall from grace. They really have. They are also 6-6. Six and six. Um, there's still time to catch up, but I don't know what their schedule is looking like, but I don't really know if, uh, if they really have enough. Oh, 
this is a heinous schedule that they have. Oh, God. So I don't know if this Bills team is making the playoffs this year. Um, but uh, week 13 was their bye week. So next week, they face the Chiefs. That'll be a great matchup. Then they face the Cowboys. Yeesh. Then they face the Chargers. Then they face the Patriots. Then they face the Dolphins. So. I can see them scraping like three dubs. And maybe that'll be enough. Especially if the Colts fall off. If the Browns fall off. I don't really know, but. Yeah, like, and the Steelers are also fighting for a playoff spot. The Bengals are low-key fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy what's happening in the AFC right now. And in the NFC, the Eagles are still leading the NFC at 10-2. and two. The Niners are 9-3. and three. The Lions are also 9-3. and three. And the fourth-seeded Atlanta Falcons are 6-6. Six and six. What? It's because they're... Like the divisional leader. Yep. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys are 9-3 and three at the fifth seed. And the Vikings and Packers are both 6-6 six and six to be the sixth and seventh seeds. Um, so, yeah. That's what, the, that's what the NFL is looking like right now. That's this week in the NFL. 6-6 six and six and... Divisional leader is insane. Yeah. Um. So now it's time for the pickums, pickums, pickums. Um. Possibly the best. Uh, the best section of the of the podcast. Um. And this is what I was gonna say earlier. I'm calling it again. It is another destiny week for your boy Adonis. Um. I have. Some pretty crazy pickums this week, and so we can go through those real fast. Um, um, well, this Patriots and Steelers game has already concluded. It was yesterday. Um, um, I got this pick wrong. I picked the Steelers to win. I also picked the Steelers. Um, and the Patriots won twenty-one to eighteen. So that was crazy. I picked the Steelers mostly because they were at home. Imagine being a Steelers fan going through like a horrible offensive year and um, you're like, you know what? At least at home, we'll beat the 2-10 and ten Patriots. <laughs> you leave the game and the Patriots are now 3-10. and ten. <clears throat> So that sucks. Um, but going on to games that have not happened, the Buccaneers and Falcons, who you got? Um, I have the Falcons picked for this one. Oh, interesting. Um, well, the, uh, the Joby, the Joby also has the Bucks over the Falcons, and I do as well. Um, no, uh, you're not going with your OU boy? Nah, not this time. Primarily, I mean, this one could really go either way, but the Falcons are leading their division, so I feel like they have, like, more of an implication to, like, Hey guys, like we're at the top of the division. We don't want to like slip down. Like let's play hard and stay at the top, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the Bucks are also kind of like on the outside looking in, so they will also kind of be playing pretty hard. Mm. This isn't any given Sunday type of game. Like yeah. they're both divisional opponents. Uh, they both are pretty mid and fighting for 
to be the king of mid, um, which is the NFC South. Yeah, uh, really just have the Falcons pick because they're at home. So I feel like that swayed my boat a little bit. That's fair. Uh, we all speaking of divisional matchups. We also have the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Gotta go with the Lions. I also have the Lions over the Bears, and so does Joby. Hell yeah. Next up, we got the Colts at the Bengals. The Jake Browning Bagels. <laughs> uh, and I have the Bengals winning. Hey, gotta rock with Jake Browning. Um, Joby also has the Bengals over the Colts. However, I'm picking the Colts over the Bengals. I kind of like their defense. They've been playing scrappy football recently. And if they can beat a team like the Titans, I feel like they can show out and beat the Bengals too. So that's just uh, what I got. Uh, we also got Jacksonville over, or Jacksonville at Cleveland. Oh, wow. I have Cleveland picked right now, but I don't know if I really like that pick. Mm, I'm going to keep it. I'll pick the Browns over the Jags. Fair enough. Um, I also have the Browns over the Jaguars. And Joby also has the Browns over the Jaguars. Damn. That's kind of crazy. No one's picking the Jags. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is probably Oh, he's play. injured. That's true. That's yeah. probably why I picked the Browns in hindsight. And people are saying he might play this week. But I don't really know about that. I don't really know if that's going to happen. So... Uh, let's see. Oh, Panthers at the Saints. This is probably the one game that Joey wants to see the Saints win, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I'm going with the Saints this game. I'm also rocking with the Saints, and you all know Joby. He's also rocking with the Saints. I can't... I, I won't say it. I actually just won't say it. I hope they win. <laughs> um... Next, it's Texans at the Jets. This is a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans, the CJ Strouds. Yep, I'm also going with the CJ Strouds in this one. And Joby is also picking the Texans. So, who you got for Rams versus the Ravens? I got the Ravens. I already know, I already know who you got. Well, Joby also picks the Ravens, but I'm picking the Rams, baby. <laughs> I'm picking the Rams. This is the start of my destiny week. We So, like, Lamar might be out this game. I don't know if he actually will be, but the streets are saying he has an illness. So, mm. hey, listen, Lamar always drops a game because of some weird illness, and if it's this Rams game... If we, if we, if the Ravens lose to the Rams and the Rams get up a game in the standings and then Lamar comes back and has an MVP season for the rest of the year, then I'm cool with that. But right now the Rams are tied with three other teams at six and six. And I want that sixth or seventh seed, man. I want to see that. I want to be there. I want to see Matthew Stafford in the playoffs again because anything can happen. But, I mean, if I were being realistic, if I were being fucking for real, I'd probably pick the Ravens. Like, <laughs> just just for the record. The Ravens have historically, and by historically, I mean ever since I've been watching football, 
have had our number and so and it's in baltimore and apparently there's going to be rain and the ravens love to run the football so i don't really know what's going to happen hoping for a keaton mitchell master class hoping for a kyron williams master class um all righty so next we got vikings at raiders i got the vikings joby also has the vikings I have the Raiders, oh, no, baby. No. Again, Destiny Week. This is one of those things where I'm like, listen, like it's any given Sunday, and in the current in the current Viking state, hey, Jay Jettis is back though. He is back, and that's the only thing that kind of scares me and gives me a little bit of pause. But we we cannot forget that. The Raiders also have Devontae Adams, so this will be this will be a good game, I think. Like I think this will be like kind of a both of these teams also have like pretty mid quarterbacks, not to disparage Joshua Dobbs, whom season it is. I just feel like I just feel like this I feel like it can happen. I do. <laughs> I do. Um and the Raiders are at home. Allegiant Stadium is pretty sick. I I don't know. I like this pick. I like this pick. Um All right. Uh So next it's Seahawks, Seahawks. at 49ers. Got to go with the Niners. Joby's rocking with the Niners. I am choosing the San Francisco 49ers in this pickums. Um and I know the last time I picked the Seahawks over the Niners, and I ended up getting that wrong because of the rock, paper, scissors in this NFC West division. However, I think that, well, first of all, it's my destiny week. The Seahawks need to lose. Um, but I'm going to put this on the record and say this pick scares me a little bit knowing the way that the Seahawks just happened to be able to beat the Niners for some reason um and uh just with the way that everyone just loves the Niners right now I just can see I just can see the Niners catching an L here but for the purpose of my destiny week I am choosing the Niners uh, so who you got in the Buffalo Bills and, uh, and Chiefs game? Mm, That's a tough pick for sure. I have the Chiefs picked right now, but I, man, like, at some point, I think the Bills just gotta turn it up, bro. Like, they got something to, like, they gotta show us something at some point. Yeah. And I kinda wanna rock with the Bills. Well, Joby's rocking with the with the Chiefs. I'm rocking with the Bills this game. It was just the way that the Chiefs. It's just the way that the Chiefs have no one to throw to, and it's also the way that the Bills Loki ah their defense is just not that good, especially now that Matt Milano and Daquan Jones are out. That's I think that's really we were talking about how um 
how that was going to be like pretty impactful for them coming down the stretch and it and now the bills are six and six and people are wondering what happened to the bills and i'm here to say that two of their most important defensive players are now gone and so yeah but i mean i i just think that I don't know. I got the Bills. I just got the Bills. I think I'm also going to go with the Bills, honestly. Hell yeah. Because I think the pick's the favorite. Well, I guess like... Like the percentage favorite. I think I've picked like the favorite. Oh, I guess except for the Browns and Jags. Yeah, but that might end up being different. Yeah. Speaking Mm, of... I need one sneaky upset in here somewhere. Well, who do you got for the Broncos? At I got the Broncos. That's I mean, of course, you got to rock with the Broncos. I have to. Your Denver Broncos. Um, I'm rocking with the Chargers in this one. It's also just one of those things where I'm like the Chargers. I mean, I know, I know they did, they did, they did technically win last game. There, there is technically a W in the in the um win loss columns for this. But I don't really think that that was, you know, a win for them. You know, that wasn't really a good showing from the from the Chargers. Um. So yeah. Um. Oh, who does Joby have? Joby has the Broncos over the Chargers. Ooh. Damn, I'm picking against you guys kind of a lot in this game. I'm kind of or this week I'm kind of scared. The this. The, I'm putting my pickums on the line. Just for the record, just for the record, I don't think we've talked about this. I think we've low-key mentioned this, but I am currently leading in the pickums right now. I know I'm in third. I've been in third the whole season. Actually, you are tied for second oh, with Joby. Oh, let's go. So I need to pick some of these that Joby's not picking, so I have a chance to um go ahead. Well... I well maybe a a good one for that is the Bills game, um because oh, he has the Chiefs. Oh yes yes. Um, but uh, I'm leading I'm leading um the Pickums League by three games currently, and so with the way that I am picking against these fools right now, I am putting my Pickums record on the line for my destiny. This is truly the destiny week. <laughs> all right, um. So, uh, yeah, speaking of destiny, the Cowboys and the Eagles are facing off on a Sunday night football masterclass. Truly, we are getting a divisional match for the century. Lots of divisional matches this week. Uh, Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks, Niners, um, Panthers, Saints, um, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Falcons, like, pretty heavy divisional divisional matchups this week who you got in uh in eagles cowboys i got the eagles um bounce back game yeah after like taking a ass whooping against the 49ers this past week i just think they kind of like have a chip on their shoulder and are like yeah we can especially against the cowboys like your biggest rival like they're gonna come out the gates like wanting to win this game very badly the the division leader eagles coming fresh off of a blowout they've got to be 
they've got a they i'm sure they want to take it out on a divisional rival they hate and the dallas cowboys who are hot and hungry this is going to be a really good game this this is the game of the week probably yep and luckily it's in sunday night prime time um so on monday we got a double header um starting with the tennessee titans wait who do you have oh sorry yeah i have the <laughs> sorry i got the cowboys oh and joby also has the cowboys let's go this will be the game that puts me ahead of joby i know it. i know it will be um and okay so yeah monday night double header gotta knock on wood for knock a on wood monday night double header we got titans at dolphins i mean i got the dolphins the Dolphins are going to put up 40 again. Yeah. Uh, Joby also has the Dolphins. Who do you got for Packers at Giants? I got the Jordan Love Packers. Joby also has the Packers. Oh, dear. But I have the Giants. <laughs> I got the Giants. I knew that was coming. It's my destiny this week. It truly is. You have a lot of different picks than us. Yeah. And... I, cause, cause again, this is, this is my, this is my thing, right? I don't think that I'm going to get every one of these picks right. But the thing is with the, um, like, I really feel like the Packers and the Vikings can definitely lose games to the Raiders and to the, to the, uh, to the Giants. Like, I don't think it's out of the possibility by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And I think that if I, I, I just feel, I, I just need the Rams to, to be up, you know, I've, People are sleeping on the Rams right now. We are putting up... We are on a three-game win streak. We are putting up numbers. Matthew Stafford is balling out. Um, yeah, like, I just... I just feel like we have it in us. And... I'm picking what I want to see. What I'm going to be rooting for. Um, and so... Hate, I can't hate on that. I, I just can't. I really do think this is the week of destiny. And so once, um, if, if once my week of destiny, whatever happens, I will, um, I will, from there, I will, I will take all this knowledge in and I will, I will do with it what I can and make better decisions in the future. <laughs> um, so oh. yeah, that was this week's show. Hell Yeah. It's been sporty sex. It's been the sportiest sex. It's been a good time. This oh, is yeah. this was a good uh, this was a good week in in ball, man. Like uh, very exciting things have been happening. Yeah, like like I said, like exciting things are happening in the leagues. Um, it's in good hands. Young guys are hooping. Young guys are balling. Rookies are going crazy. And, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm just excited for this NFL playoffs run. NFL playoffs are always amazing. And, uh, it'll be here sooner than we know it's it, this NFL uh, season has really flown by. What are we like 
what week are we in right now? 13? 14? Um, we are recapping week 13 and... Going into week 14. We are going into week 14. So we well, all... actually, we're in week 14 because of that uh, Patriots-Steelers ah, game. So, so, like, what, like four weeks left until playoffs? Yep. And still plenty more ball to do, plenty more games to be had, and we'll be there for them all. Most. Most, most of it. We yes, both... I definitely was not there for any of them this this week. Hey, that's all right. And I can't say I'll be quite there for all the games this week, but there's lots of interesting games to be caught up on, and I can't wait to see it. Hell yeah. So, you got, uh, you got any parting thoughts? Joel Embiid should not be number one MVP. He should not be. Neither should Dak Prescott. But I mean, Dak Prescott deserves it more than Joel Embiid does. The uh, I hold on. I I do want to know how many free throws he had in that fifty point game. Um. Any other parting thoughts? What do you want to let the people know? I ain't really got much. That's okay. Okay, he only had eleven free throws. So my my anti Joel Embiid agenda is not that that high F- f- props to Joel Embiid for putting up 50 um <laughs> but yeah we will be seeing some of these games and hopefully we will see you all next week and hopefully we'll have Joby next week as well Absolutely. hopefully Sean will join us for another episode oh yeah that maybe- boy just graduated he'll be free yeah we gotta talk we gotta talk with him about his about, about his cowboys yeah, we gotta we get we need a stars. Um, oh yeah, stars as well. Yeah, checking on them stars. But yeah, uh, another exciting week is upon us. As Drew said, there's a lot of nice matchups. Um, tomorrow, or I guess technically today, is the in season tournament champion. Um, oh shit! I forgot about that. Against the Lakers or the Lakers against the Pacers. A lot of divisional uh, matchups. A lot of playoff implications uh things are really heating up so it's a lot of interesting things going around in both leagues very exciting sports baby sports.